You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast. My name is Rachel Autry, and I have the joy and privilege of sitting behind the microphone and chatting with some of my favorite people in real life and friends that I've yet to meet in real life and just bring you something that I think is full of wisdom, joy, and inspiration to help you feel a little bit more met in your mess. And today's conversation is all about the messy and the feelings, and what do we do with our feelings, and what do we do when they get big, and how do we handle them, all the things. And I'm having my friends Mac Bridges and Ken's Durham on the show. They are so fun and so cool. You might have heard of them. They started Delight Ministries, which is an amazing female college ministry on lots of different campuses, over 200 across the country. And then they also have For the Girl that just holds lots of great resources like Bible studies and podcasts and things online that you can find to help you walk through where you are in life. And their newest is a Bible study called In My Feels, How to Feel God When I'm Not Feeling It. And it is so good. It goes through the eight major emotions that you might be feeling and how can they turn sour and what's the invitation of things we can do when we start to feel this ways. So whether you are a feeler and you love big feelings and walking through them, or you're a stuffer and you just push them down, push them down until you have a breakdown, this episode is for you and it's going to meet you with so many practicals, giggles, and you're going to feel a lot more normal by the end of the show. I promise it's something Mac and Kins do so well. So we have a really fun, girly conversation for you today that I'm so happy that you are going to be a part of. So turn it up, get ready for our friends Mac and Kins. Okay, ladies, welcome to Behind the Bliss Podcast. I am so excited to have you. This has been long overdue. Like we needed a catch-up episode in itself, but then also to be able to have a good episode about what we're talking about today. Ooh, I'm so yes. excited. So hey, Mac and Kins <laughs> from Delight Ministry for the Girl, all the things. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> We are so happy to be here. This is this is just the best way to spend my afternoon. I'm loving it. I know. And like all that's missing is just like me being in Nashville or you guys coming to Birmingham and hanging out and doing life like the real yes. the real deal. I I'm like know. one day I will have a studio and one day I will fly my like favorite guest. Am I allowed to say that? My favorite guest. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, come yeah. to the studio. But until then, yes. here we are. This will do. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Oh my gosh, Rachel, we haven't seen you literally since you've had like a child. I think. I, we've all become different women. Like, yeah, honestly, <laughs> so much has changed. I'm like, this is Rachel Mac and Kids 2.0, truly, in every So, yeah, I had a yes. baby. Y'all got married. What the heck? Yep, and yep. I think what, last time I saw you we guys, got married. I don't remember which one came first, but saw you slash met you think had we had lunch um when I was in Nashville for the Lifeway event but that was pre-COVID and then also pre-COVID you guys came to Birmingham for your tour that you were doing which was such a blast Mm -hmm. which one came first do you remember I think probably lunch I think it was lunch I feel like had to yes yeah because the 
Yeah, life or the tour event was literally right before COVID, and I don't think we've seen yeah. you since COVID. So yeah. yeah, okay, that would make a lot of sense. Crazy. Oh, a lot of time has passed. Y'all have found boothings. You're like thriving. <laughs> um, you yes. in Bible study. Like there has been a lot of life been has been lived since y'all have come on the show. So then also, yes, spoiler alert: Mac and Kins have come to the show before, and we talked all about for the girls in college what you would need to know, a little hype message, and we love it. And today, it's totally for the college girl. But honestly, I think what you'll have to share today is for for truly anybody, for like any season. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so good. Yeah. Okay, wait. So I just kind of like gave people a good like little spiel about what's going on. But will you guys introduce yourselves and what life looks like, delight ministry for the girl, all the things? Yes. Okay. I guess I can start. We're always like, oh no, who should talk? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> you don't need a sign language. Um, I, I know. know. Sometimes we do point. We're like, <laughs> yeah, we should do that more. Um, I thought that Ken's and I had established that she always starts, but I don't know. Did oh, we even I- establish <laughs> that recently? I don't even know. But yeah, I told somebody recently that we've been our most awkward selves on podcasts these days. I don't know why. It's probably because we're like talking about kind of newer content uh-huh. that just came out. So we like don't really know how to talk Whatever. about it yet. You so do. Um, but, I think oh it's like gosh. the tech thing. This is something people don't know about the podcast world, but we just experienced it. What the hecky? tech stuff yeah. is just yeah. wild like i am this close yeah. i'm pinching my fingers if you're not watching like i'm this close to finding it help <laughs> because i just can't i mean like i need a nerd like come nerd. help yes. me <laughs> but, and also there's uh, there's always like that awkward one or two second delay sometimes when someone's wi-fi isn't as quick as somebody else's and so you're like eh, uh, uh, like trying to figure out who yes. this is so anyways just like a funny it just happens. I love that's it. Cool. I don't think it's yes. y'all thing. You guys are not awkward. I think it's just a tech okay, thing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's a tech thing. It's a tech totally. thing. We'll blame it on that. Um, but oh my gosh, yeah, we're so excited to be here. Yeah, we're Mac and Ken's. We're both named Mackenzie, so I go by Ken's. She goes by Mac, but you probably can't tell us apart anyway, so there's that. <laughs> but we um, started Delight Ministries. If you've listened to this podcast for a while now, you've probably heard about it because we talked about it on this podcast forever ago but it's a college women's ministry. We have chapters at over 200 universities across the country. So if you're in college, there might be a chapter at your school and you got to join because it's the best community ever. Friendship, Christ-centered friendship changes literally everything. And that's just such a testament to mechanized friendship too. We've been friends now for 10 years, doing life, doing business, growing up together, getting married, all the things, right? Kind of side by side, which is pretty insane. And yeah, just the last couple of years, we started a new little brand. It's called For the Girl. And we write Bible studies and create resources for young women. Um, We just released a new Lifeway study called In My Feels. It's all about feelings. We'll probably talk about it more in a second, but Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's been a wild time. We love so it. Fun. And for the podcast girlies, <laughs> you'll have a podcast too called For the Girl. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just assuming if people are listening now, they probably like podcasts. I hope they like podcasts if they're hanging out with us. I have said too. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, go ahead and download, subscribe to For the Girl as well. Yes. yes. Talk about um awkward delays and just weirdness. Like you find all that and more on For, on the, the, for the Girl podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unedited. You don't listen to For the Girl podcast for uh like a smooth, easy listen. You listen to the For the Girl podcast for mayhem. 
probably. And maybe some yeah. like good wisdom, but mixed in with mayhem, truly. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Matt, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about what seasons of life look like for you right now? Because life's changed yes. a lot for you too. Life has changed so much for me. So last time we hung out, I lived in Nashville. I currently live in Charlotte. Okay. North that's Carolina. what I thought. I said Nashville yes. in the beginning, and my brain was like, eh, no. Mm -mm. Well, Ken's is still in Nashville. And like, honestly, mm -hmm. I'm in Nashville enough to still consider it partly home. Really? Uh, Ken's and I are doing that long distance, you know, best friendship. We're figuring it out. It's great. <laughs> honestly, most days I feel like I see her still more than any of my friends because of working together and technology. Uh -huh. uh, but so, yes, I live in Charlotte. I just got married back in May. So also figured out the newlywed life and it's fun. It is hilarious. It's humbling. <laughs> it's all the things. Yes. Um, and yeah, just like Ken's makes fun of me because I moved to, so I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, but I live in like the suburbs in a small town called Matthews and I'm obsessed with my small town life. It's become like my new characteristic that I talk about all the time. I'm in my small town girl era. Okay. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. Oh, some of my favorite people are in Matthews. So after the show, I'll have to tell you. Really? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Precious people it. live in Matthews, North Carolina. That's Adding right. Matthews that's to the list. Uh, For really a long time like the first like two months after she lived there it was the only thing that anybody heard like on our <laughs> instagram it was like in my small town on socials on i just everything and i was like at one point me i had to have the heart to heart i was like matt i think you need to stop talking about your small town like, we get it it's great we love this for you but let's move on Slash charlotte it's like not that far away but charlotte is totally a metro like oh a hundred percent yes it so is it's not even really a small town life i kind of fake it like i'm literally you know but compared live to in, like, nashville. the little downtown yes. of matthews okay. yes compared to nashville and we live in like little downtowns so that everything's walkable so, so fun i don't have to use my car so it's a different lifestyle but uh yeah that is the dream it's fun that's the dream yeah, yeah. I love and it. then both in the newlywed season and i will say this too about newlywed yes. season like I, it's so funny you get married because you're like, oh, I so want to get to know this man more. Like, I just want to get to know him more. I want to like share more of my life with him. Skirt. No. Yeah. You get to know yourself more. You're like, it's wow. So true. That's what I tell people. I'm like, I've never realized how awful of a person I am <laughs> until marriage because like you cannot hide mm -hmm. your bad days, your bad yeah. moods, your like weird quirks. Like, I'm like, wow, yeah. I never more in my life have like been like, I need to wake up and spend time with Jesus because like, if not, it's not going to be good. Yeah. It's not going to be good. Yeah, know, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. it's the same. It's the same. And now like in motherhood, I feel like I'm so excited to get to know Maddox, like my sweet little boy. And then I'm like, no, <laughs> again, I'm getting to know me and myself. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Dang, and, I bet. oh my gosh, guys, just wild rides, wild rides. Yeah. I'm like, who even were we when we first hung out? So anyways, little baby, little baby. <laughs> we talk about it all the time, though, like that season of life. Like, I love that season. Like, you know, now we're here. We're talking about a life boy study. We're like, oh, my gosh, it's so amazing. But like, it was honestly like all the in between, all the transition all those hard days being single all but good days like good and bad everything mixed yeah. in and 
the roommates, the, the, the list goes on and on, but it's like all so sweet too. They're like so cherished. Every season yeah. just comes with new things. So. Yeah, it's so true. I feel like I, I hear that a lot, especially from friends that come on the podcast. It's like the projects people work on, whether it's the books people are writing, the songs people are singing, mm-hmm. albums they're putting out, whatever. It has come from those days where things feel mundane. It's like the groundhog day doing mm-hmm. the same thing over and over again, or the frustration, whatever it is. And it it ends up becoming like a beautiful thing that is shared with other people. Mm -hmm. And that's just such a testimony to the girls. I feel like listening that are wanting that next thing in life. And I'm like, Oh, it probably is coming. It like, it probably is. But yeah, in this moment, like something's Mm -hmm. being created too. And it's not just the next thing that you're going to become your 2.0 version you're becoming at the moment. So Mm -hmm. what are you doing to steward the time that's happening right now? And Yeah, there's a lot that comes with that. Easier said than done, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Y'all are just adding to the theme. Because I feel like I hear that (laughs) every episode. Mm, Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Um, Okay, your new project is so funny in full circle, especially with our friendship. But it started with Mm. Lifeway, kind of. Like me coming to Lifeway for the event. And now here we are again with Lifeway. You guys wrote a beautiful Bible study. It is so cool called in my feelings uh, or in my feels excuse you. me i have to get it right <laughs> <In my feels. laughs> because it's a thing it's like a gen z thing i'm like i'm so in my feels yes yes yeah exactly. that's yeah you got it. There you go. yeah yeah yeah. i'm cool i promise i'm still cool i'm a cool mom i'm not a normal mom you are <laughs> but it's funny it's like for our friends listening they're like what the hecky does that mean it means basically like we have a lot of feelings that are happening these days mm-hmm. that have always happened. But I think now like yeah. culture, society is addressing them more and more. And instead of hiding our feelings, right. it's almost like we're becoming super okay with addressing our feelings, but they're not always handled the way I think the Lord intended us to deal with our feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and you yeah, all said yeah. it best. And one of the things I read was the problem isn't the feeling. The problem is often what we do with our feelings. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys probably said it more eloquently than I just did, but that's just the gist. No, is that's amazing. How, like, what do you do with your feelings? How do yeah. you respond to, to those triggers that happen in your heart? And then are you even feeling them? Maybe the way that they've been intended yeah. to be felt, which is just a big yeah. question. And you guys tackled yeah. it really well. So I want to talk about it today because especially us girlies, plus the chemicals and yes. hormones, we are yes. often in our feels big time, mm-hmm. big time. Mm-hmm. is that something oh y'all goodness. do would you call yourselves like emotional people or are you guys more of the you push it down push it down push it down and then we have like a hysterical moment like once a month yeah oh my goodness well okay so in the in the book we talk about the difference between feelers and stuffers uh-huh. and we find that like most people are either like one end of the spectrum or somewhere like nuanced on that spectrum of being either a super feeler or a super stuffer I personally am a stuffer okay. like I am that girl who's like feelings <laughs> weakness absolutely not <laughs> like feel anything I'm like not feeling that like what can I do to like replace that with any other positive feeling that how can I like just suppress it push it to the side and then Ken's is probably a little bit more on the feeler side where she's like can get in her emotions a little bit more I don't know if she's quite to the other end of the spectrum we love it yes yes a little emo the other end of the spectrum (laughs) is that girly who is like 
I love to talk deep and I love my therapist more than anything in the world. And like, just loves, loves, loves to have a good cry mm-hmm. and all of the things. Turn on I the think sad like, music. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times, like a lot of people end up kind of being one end of the spectrum or maybe a mix of the two, but I think one thing that Ken's and I really noticed, and and you hinted at it already, Rachel, is just this idea that like this generation, um, I would say like Gen Z's, even millennials, like I think like just the the younger generations, like we are way more comfortable with our feelings than probably our parents' generations. Like totally. we know about words like depression and anxiety. When growing up our parents, that was not a part of their conversation. Like therapy is so much more normal. And these are such good things. Like we're way more comfortable with being vulnerable, being vulnerable with a group of friends, being vulnerable on the internet. Like these are just things that like in so many ways have gotten better in these generations Mm -hmm. to where we're more comfortable with this. Like we don't have to hide our feelings as much, but I think what's happened is oftentimes we've almost taken that too far and we have let our feelings almost define totally, us like yeah. so many times you talk to people and it's like you just ask them anything and like all we can talk about is like our anxiety or all we can talk about is our fear all we can talk about is our stress and our overload of work or whatever it is and i think that almost it's become like cool to be like feeling all the feels and being stuck in your feelings and being emo and emotional and all those things. And I think what has happened there is we've now allowed our feelings to define us, but we were never meant to use our feelings as identity for ourselves. That's good. But on the flip side of that feelings, I think because I, like I said, as a stuffer, like I typically villainize feelings and when Ken's and I wanted to write this book originally, honestly, I, we gotta be honest. Like we kind of wanted to have people stop feeling like we were kind of like annoyed <laughs> by all the feelings of this generation. Like total, honestly, we we would literally sit behind our office and be like, Oh, these, these girls and all their feelings. Like, Oh my goodness. Like we no. got to get them to stop feeling because we've just seen so many women, like so in love with Jesus one day, so on fire for him, so ready to follow him to the ends of the earth. And then the very next day, something happens, a heartbreak, um, an overload, a busy schedule. And suddenly their feelings have stolen that love and that fervor and that passion for the mm. Lord. And feelings, um, as they were never meant to like define us and tell us who we are feelings actually as created by God, because they are a part of God's creation. They're a part of our human nature of how we're wired. They're actually such beautiful and useful tools. Like feelings, like when God sees you feeling sad, he's not like, Oh my goodness, this girl's sad. She's to get over it. Like that's not (laughs) it at all. There's actually something really important in that sadness, something really important. And then, and what we kind of realized through our own like little humbling of like, Hey, actually feelings are really beautiful and really good through studying scripture and digging into this was this idea that feelings as created by God are actually invitations for us to experience new levels of depth and intimacy with him. And so rather than ignoring the feeling or rather than like letting the feeling define us, we actually can take that feeling to the feet of Jesus Mm -hmm. and receive something really important and really beautiful. And so now both Ken's and I, 
are not trying to get people to stop feeling. <laughs> if anything, we're like, what are you feeling? We need to talk about yeah. it. And we need to bring that to Jesus because there's something really important there. Totally. Something that my therapist told me one time that was so good. It's, a, it's like a scientific fact. So don't quote us. But I, yeah. <laughs> I think this is what she said. Okay, okay. Uh, just like asterisk disclaimer. But Google it because I think this is really cool. But the chemicals in our brain actually only take um hold on i want to make sure i say this right people are going to be like what it only (laughs) takes your brain 90 seconds to process an emotion through your entire body if you give it the first 90 seconds it's felt so it's like if you're feeling sad or like your heart hurt you know like it's like the lump in your throat and you just have the tears Mm -hmm. like if you can just go find a safe space to feel the feeling It'll probably move in 90 seconds. Like, give it a minute and a half, Mm. and girl, you're going to be great. You're going to be right back on track. If you stuff it, or if, like, you overfeel it, you overvalue the feeling. Like, again, it's going to revisit you later bigger. It's going to continue to grow. It's going to take a little bit longer for your body to literally process out the chemical of sadness. And then also, we have our super emo girlies that are like, turn on the sad music. Like, give me some (laughs) Avril Lavigne, and she's screaming out. And I'm like, we... you go girl but also like maybe we're (laughs) overvaluing this and giving it more ownership in our life than the feelings should because feelings aren't truth which is something i love that you said um and then she also sorry two points just gotta like give her some claps okay so like the second point therapist said was how are you i would say i'm overwhelmed She's like, no, you feel overwhelmed, but you are not overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. Again, it's like connecting it to your identity Mm -hmm. or are you connecting it to the moment? Because in in this moment, you are allowed to be overwhelmed for sure. But as a general like Rachel-ism, your character is not an overwhelmed person or we don't want it to be. Mm -hmm. So like, how, how are you using your words to move through the emotions? Anyways, two great, two really cool things. Little practicals. That is good. But yeah, good, right? Like... Again, like I love that we talk about our feelings, applauding that for sure. But I want to make sure that they are put in the right place and priority in our life and not ever put in front of who Jesus is and the freedom that he can give us when we do respect yeah. our feelings and where they belong in our life. So, yeah, so yeah, good. That's good. That's right. So good. That's right. The, the, um, the study, the whole study, it's based around um, your like eight core emotions have you heard of these before we didn't invent i'll be honest like i yeah i didn't hear about the eight core ones but as i read through them and how they can go negative and then how they can be positive in your study i learned a lot more so i want you to yes this is a great place (laughs) go for it yes yeah well that was like that's the outline of the study. It's these eight core emotions. And these core emotions are used in therapy settings and across the board and in counselors and in mental health circles. And um, you're not smart enough to come up with these. <laughs> no, no, Rachel, good up. But we're no. smarter, not harder. No, we could not. Again, <laughs> we were the girls that were trying to be, get people to stop feeling. Just Go. a reminder. <laughs> But yeah, we talk about these eight core emotions and what they are, but how these emotions often can go sour and we can feel stuck in them. Mm-hmm. And then the invitation that we have out of, out of that and into healing. And I learned so much through writing and through studying this myself, because sometimes I feel like when we talk about our feelings too, we just get 
really like mushy, really lost in them, just such a spouse, especially when we're with girlfriends, we're like, oh my gosh, I feel this way. And it's just like a thousand other words that are just like maybe even far from the truth. And then we feed each other into it all. And it's like not even productive conversation. And so I've been so excited to give this as a tool for people to even just have like more direction and conversation to see, oh, okay, maybe like this is really the root. This is the core emotion, but maybe it sounds like this. And just to be able to, whether that's in a discipleship relationship or that's in your own life as you're processing it. So yeah, I feel like that's one of the best parts of the study is it actually give you language and directions and processing your feelings. Yes, because the tendency, especially for us girls, we'll say this all the time. Like, I just need a vent. Can I just vent for a second? And then it yeah. spirals and it turns into gossip or self-loathing or you get to the end, like a dead end. And you're like, so <laughs> it's like, should we go get ice cream? Because <laughs> yeah. now we're both upset, you know, and yeah. I, like that is not how it was intended to be mm-hmm. and to feel. And I think with this study, it's really cool because you can learn these tools for yourself. But I think it also grows you as a leader to lead your community and your friendships to that freedom that you can experience when you know how like hey i i actually have some kind of control over how i feel and what Mm -hmm. i do with them so it's so cool will you give us an example of maybe how you've used this in your own life like i'm sure as because this is something i hear from my author friends too is they're like it's so funny as i start writing about something it becomes so much more highlighted in my own life so i'm sure y'all have those (laughs) stories where you're thinking i thought the research was helping other people, but it's really helping me. And then how you maybe like, <laughs> you know, chose a moment to process things differently. One that I think was really helpful for me. And I love that you pointed out, like, these are, these are tools that help us to kind of see what's going on in our own hearts. And I love that, um, kind of the guy who came up with the eight core feelings, his name's Chip Dodd. And he wrote this book called voice of the heart or voices of the heart. And essentially he's saying, Hey, these feelings are actually the voices of the heart. Like this is how you understand what's going on in the heart. And so it's really helpful for us to see these eight core feelings, to know what's going on in our own hearts, but it's also such an incredible tool to know what's going on in the hearts of the people around Mm -hmm. you. And so we are talking about newlywed season and moving. And so my husband and I, we met, we did long distance for six months. And then we, uh, he decided to move from Cincinnati, Ohio to Charlotte, North Carolina, which is where I live. And, um, he's lived in Cincinnati, Ohio, his whole entire life. Like he is a Cincinnati boy through and through. So it was a very, very big decision for him to pick up his entire life, you know, change everything to move here, leave his friends, leave his family, leave his church, leave his community, leave his job. He left everything to come here and to start a new life with me. And, you know, about three or four months in, once the fun were off and like the excitement were off, um, he had a lot of really sad days and sad moments where he couldn't quite put his finger on it, but like, he just kind of felt the weight of the sadness. And, and I remember for myself, like, low-key kind of being hurt by the sadness like I was kind of like oh like am I not enough for you Mm -hmm. like that like you are sad about leaving Cincinnati like really like it was starting to hurt me and like I was feeling sad because of it and it's really funny because the sour side of sadness is self-pity and I was definitely leaning to the sour side like I was like poor me. Like, like this, Mm -hmm. this man thinks I'm not enough for him. And like, you know, poor me, I had to deal with his sadness. Go back. Go back. Yeah. Like literally. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> but I love because the invitation and sadness is actually embrace. And it's so this good. idea of sadness is actually one of the most beautiful feelings we can feel because it means that there was something of value that we lost. There was something that our heart deeply loved that was lost. Mm -hmm. And so in order to process sadness, you have to embrace that fact. You have to embrace that there was something valuable in your life that you had to leave behind. And the cool thing is when you start to embrace that, the immediate invitation you get is an embrace from Jesus in return. We're like, you literally get to just like sit in his arms. I love the story of um, Lazarus when uh, Lazarus had passed away and Jesus goes to Mary and Martha's home. And even before he, he does the miraculous and he brings Lazarus back to life, he gets in the sad Sadness, he embraces the sadness that Mary and Martha were feeling, and he actually weeps for his friend Lazarus. Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing happens in our life when we are sad about something and we choose to embrace it and go and take it to the feet of Jesus and say, and just like embrace him. He embraces us right in return. And that helps us to process through our sadness. And so for me, I had to just realize like, I needed to almost embrace the sadness that Tyler was feeling and, and almost get in it with him and mourn it with him because the things he had to leave behind in Cincinnati were so valuable to him. Therefore, they were so valuable to me, his family, his friends, his community, his church, this world that shaped him. I had to get in it and almost celebrate it with him and, and love it with him and mourn the loss of it with him so that we could then together embrace this new season that God was creating for us. And so honestly, we haven't done it perfectly. Like we actually had to have a whole conversation about it, like literally three nights ago where we're still trying to figure it out. But in those moments where I want to flip to self-pity again and, and be like, oh my goodness, like yeah. I feel bad for myself in this situation. Those are just the little, the little thing in me that goes, no, no, no. How can you actually like celebrate this thing that he had to say goodbye to? And how can you mourn that with him? And how can you embrace that with him and lead him to like go to the loving, embracing arms of the father to process this with him as well? So, so that's just one example for for how we're walking through sadness and in the Bridges household. <laughs> you guys got this. <laughs> so good. All right, Ken, uh, do you want to talk about how honestly, I hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us the juicy yeah. beats. How do you hurt her? Oh, aunties? no. Oh, my gosh. Hurt no, such I... a good one. Come on, throw me under the bus. I'm ready. <laughs> I feel like it's honestly probably the most relatable just in friendship, too, because... Yeah. Yeah. Hurt, hurts one of the core emotions. And yeah, like we said at the beginning, Mac and I have been best friends for 10 years. Something's I'm bound sure to happen. Have, yeah. 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 Everybody's got their bestie and there's been moments where they probably hurt you and probably more for us just because we are like running a business and doing ministry together, making a lot of big decisions totally, together. Yeah. It gets really personal sometimes. So yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, there's just been so many times over the year, vice versa. Like I hurt her, she hurt me and the sour side of her is, um, resentment and gosh, I just feel like this comes up so often with us. Like we're behind the scenes when I'm off of work and not with her. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm just like, I'm so mad at her. I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I start talking to my husband about it. I'm like, this is just the worst ever. I have so much resent, so much bitterness, ugliness in my spirit. And then I'm like, 
and it just sounds like that. That's why I feel like those are the conversations we can really easily identify with girlfriends where you're like, where you're across the table with somebody and they're like, I'm just so mad at her, blah, blah, blah. Or this felt <laughs> like I'm just bitter because of this, but we don't actually say, you know, I'm just like really hurt because she didn't invite me to the thing. And mm-hmm. like, that's like the raw, real core of your emotion. It's not resentment. It's, it's her. And so the invitation through it is healing and having like a heart to heart and being honest and open with each other and being like, Hey, like this really hurt me. Like, I really want to step into healing through this and you can invite Jesus alongside too. I mean, it's those honest, vulnerable moments with the Lord that has built so much healing in my own spirit and between um, me and the Lord as well. And in friendships in my life. And so I'm like, okay, I definitely want to lean on that side. I want to take up that invitation as much as I can, because it's just so, weird. yeah. So something that I lovingly are talking about, but like not specifically talking about is this idea that like you can help someone feel through their feelings without taking it personally and it becoming your feeling too. I think it's, yeah. it's called like codependence yeah. is when, yeah. Someone else is upset. So therefore, like you feel like you need to be upset to be to like help them through their whatever their mm. feeling is. And that's not the case. Like we have been all uniquely made to where, of course, like we're not celebrating <laughs> that our friend is walking through something hard, but we can we can be joyful while our husbands are like mm. going through some shame and mm. we can meet the, we can meet each other and and help each other find what to do like what the invitation is in that feeling without having to i don't know like claim what they're walking through right yeah and i think that's a huge misunderstanding with feelings it's like in order for me to help you walk through what you're feeling i must like morph and it's like hold on let me close my eyes let me get in the zone like let me get like let me get sad with (laughs) you and it's like no sometimes like what i need when i'm sad is just to see some hope like i need somebody to Mm -hmm share something with me like I just need to dance it out and not because I'm ignoring it but because like that's something the spirit's leading me to do in that moment and sometimes when people like meet you and sometimes I need someone to cry with me right like there's the both but I think it's something so beautiful to be said when you can claim your emotions as yours and you're not having to be muddied by all the other emotions around you because especially today there are a lot of emotions yeah. of things going on. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. this is all yeah, it's good. so good. I know. Yeah. I feel like I'm learning a lot in emotions too. Like as a parent trying to like help a toddler figure out like how do we feel? Mm. We have this really cutie little book that has, <laughs> it's wild. I'm like, am I really talking about this right now? Because I, love it. Yes. Like, I is this hear. my life? <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> start talking about something and you're like, what? Oh no. Um, yeah. Yes. We have this book and it is uh by Daily Grace Co. Do you know them? Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. Cool resources, but they have got some kids' books. Anyways, one of them is uh God gave me emotions and it's all about or God cares how I feel. I think is what it's called. Anyways, we'll put it in the show notes. But it has like a every page it has an emotion and like a little face or something with it. And so we've walked through a few of them and he's caught on to two that are like his favorites. He loves surprised and the the face of the cartoon is the mouth covering up or the hand covering oh, yeah. the mouth being like, oh, you know, um, yeah. and then frustrated. And that Ooh. that one is like he's like the character's like shaking his fist. <laughs> and so like the other day, Maddox dropped his little cracker and our dog picked it up and Maddox just goes, ah. 
like shakes his fist. Like, like, he doesn't know the word. Like I'm frustrated because yeah. he's like, oh, like that was so mean. And I'm like, I know, bud. Um, but it also is super cute because with surprise, I think of surprise as like, oh, someone gifted me something I was not expecting. I'm surprised, <gasps> you know. Um, but the yeah. other day he had a little slip and fall accident on our back porch. And he fell and he's just like plopped on his back and he just goes, like, I was surprised. I didn't expect to fall, you know? And I was like, you're right. Surprise can be both. Like, you know, and that's what I love about how you'll have the emotion set up is it can tilt sour or it can tilt to invitation. And I want to almost hear, I feel like in healthy seasons of my life, it's going to be really easy for me to be like, okay, what's the invitation in this, you know? But the practical and realistic side is so many times I'm probably going to be so ticked that it's like, I don't even, I'm so like overstimulated with how I'm feeling right now at the moment. I'm just going to like go sour. So for the girls that are listening that it's easy for their tendency to tilt more sour, like what are some Mm. practical ways that they can actually like slow down and think, I am experiencing guilt right now. <laughs> I don't want this mm, to turn into yeah, whatever. Yeah. When you read the Bible study, you're like, this is amazing. And then when you start thinking about it, you're like, this is realistic, but I don't want it to become robotic. Like, I want this yeah. to be something spirit can work through too. So anyways, just want you yeah. to kind of yeah. chat through what that could look like practically for someone who that is not their first thought. Yeah. I would say number one, I think for, for both of us, kind of the practice that we're learning is first, and it's so simple is just naming what you're feeling and not like just naming, like naming the surface of it, but naming the root of it. So, um, these eight core emotions, these are the eight core emotions we feel. And then every other feeling is like a is a nuanced version of one of these feelings essentially. So for example, anxiety, the root of anxiety is fear. Uh, there's a fear of the unknown, of the uncontrollable, of uh, not being enough, of rejection, whatever it is that can lead to anxiety. And so I think for me, the biggest thing I'm trying to learn how to do is when I feel a feeling, my natural tendency is to suppress it and ignore it. So the first step for me is to just actually name it and allow myself to feel it, like actually allow myself to feel it. Because so often what I do is I say, no, 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 you can't feel that. So then it automatically turns sour and distorts itself into these other things where those versions of it, the suppressed, ignored, or the like, dwelled in or soaked in versions of the feelings are typically what we associate the negative side of these feelings. So for some reason, our culture has taken, uh, the feeling of, of guilt and automatically named it negative. Mm Mm-hmm. And then oftentimes, really, that feeling in itself isn't negative. There's actually something, it's actually probably a little bit more neutral, but because we ignore them, suppress them, or dwell in them, they often just turn to those sour sides. So that's why we almost associate the feelings with sour negativity. But in reality, that feeling in itself is not something that God has not asked us not to feel. In reality, that feeling can actually be that thing that leads us towards something really beautiful and something really healing and, and, and full. And so Mm -hmm. I think for me, naming it is number one. And then number two, just like creating that rhythm of not processing my feelings 
in the void. (laughs) So like for me, that looks like I have got to take my feelings to the feet of Jesus and let Jesus speak into them. And I think one super practical way that you can do that is just study scripture and study the way that Jesus responded to his feelings because Jesus felt all the things that we felt like he was fully God, but he was fully man. Therefore he felt the nuances of these feelings that we feel like Jesus felt angry. Jesus felt hurt. Jesus felt lonely. Jesus felt sad yet. He was a man without sin. So therefore there is a way for us to feel these feelings without the brokenness that comes with them, that our world is often attached to it. And so there's something so beautiful about taking your feeling and letting your feeling be the very thing that leads you into deeper relationship with Jesus, because you're saying, Hey, Jesus, will you speak into this feeling? Will you give me new perspective on this feeling? Will you tell me what to do with this feeling? And that's where those invitations come in. Um, and sometimes like it might not look exactly like what the invitation says in the book. It might be a little different nuanced version of that. Um, but yeah, I think it's so perfect. Name the feeling, feel the feeling with Jesus, let him speak into it. And then I think it's the moment we typically do that, that always is going to send us back into community um, because we get to live out the healthy version of that feeling with the people around us. So Ken's mentioned earlier that the invitation in her is healing. And so first we might receive that healing touch from Jesus to restore maybe a broken heart or that feeling of rejection. But then the very next thing is to go and to restore and find healing in the relationship that maybe caused the hurt in the first place. And I believe that Jesus has the power to do those supernatural things where like, we're like, there's no way we can ever find healing in that friendship, but through the power of Jesus, like it can be found oftentimes. And so I love that kind of that three steps of like, number one, name it, feel it. Number two, take it to Jesus, let him speak into it. And then number three, let that moment be the thing that sends you back into community to process it with your people and to see it played out through the context of relationships. Because I think that brings the even deeper level of the beauty and the gift of that feeling when we experience it with our people and we see it lived out. Yeah. So good. I was, um, I was talking to a friend just the other day and I didn't know this about her, but she told me she, this is honestly kind of random, but I love it. So she told me she had, um, (laughs) intrusive, (laughs) yeah, it's really weird. Intrusive OCD. Have you guys heard of this? We've all heard of OCD. Okay. So intrusive OCD though, is where you like, like, crazy thoughts pass through your head. Like for example, when she got engaged, she, um, was working at soul cycle at the time. And she had like glanced at like a lady in the locker room without clothes on. And she thought she was a lesbian just, to, just right away. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or like, or like she was, or anything. Like one time she said that she thought she was like, I don't know. I heard of it, crazy things, but the thing to do in these moments is to laugh. Like, like for her and for her spouse, like when she, these crazy thoughts flow through her head, like somebody's going to come into my house or whatever. Sure. She, you just laugh at it or whatever. And I kind of love it. And I know that this isn't your response to every emotion, but sometimes like we're talking about when things feel so heavy and when it feels so far from the truth, I think some of the best things we can do is name it, go to Jesus. Jesus, look through scripture because 
because like there's so much truth there but then you like honestly can take it with the grain of salt and sometimes just like sit across the table look at yourself in the mirror and be like I'm gonna give myself grace I'm gonna giggle about this because like I know this isn't true this is so far from true this isn't who I am or what I'm called to be or what I'm supposed to be thinking right now and it really might even be the voice of the enemy in your spirit and somebody's just gotta laugh in, in his face and be like this is this is not this is not how I feel and not who I'm supposed to be and so anyways I was like that is honestly the best advice she got it like from a therapist too she's like this is what you have to do when you have intrusive thoughts laugh at yourself and I was like I love it and I'm glad you brought this up because I I like going here but I don't like going here often because it gives him like more recognition that he needs but sometimes like the enemy he freaking sucks because he wants to confuse us It's like God is not a God of confusion. He is a God of clarity. And he wants to give us that clarity through his Holy Spirit who can live with us and comfort us and guide us and reveal things to us that bring clarity and bring vision and direction into our lives. And so when we can't figure out like how we feel or what to do with it or whatever, and we don't have a step forward, it can cause confusion. And either is confusion like I'm thinking I feel this way, but really you haven't identified the true root so you can't really deal with the mm. heart issue here or it's a yeah. you know you give it more power in your life than you should again with like the whole guilt thing like or even shame you allow it to control mm. your behavior your thoughts your actions the way you speak to yourself the way that you come to god and that obviously isn't very healthy either so i like that you call that yeah. out because i think just like giggling yeah. at it and calling him for what he is a phony yeah phony like that is not what's happening right now and then dealing with the truth and but you can only deal with truth when you know truth so i love these practical steps but something good i just want to speak this over someone that's like that sounds so cool but that's also robotic and whatever i'm like and it might be because it might not be natural but that's what's so beautiful is when you step into discipline and you can do what you're called to do like in obedience that might not feel natural at first but the hope is that it becomes mm-hmm. a habit and that is something you start doing it, walking through these emotions, thinking, okay, I did this 30 minutes ago with that last emotion. I can do it again with this one or whatever for us girlies. So I just want to say like, here's the permission for the girl that's thinking, heck no, like I don't have time to do this. I'm like, <laughs> maybe, maybe you feel like you don't, it's but real. it's real and like mm-hmm. you should totally give it a shot. Like, I think this is so healthy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Even more reason for people to do this Bible study with a friend because the accountability that comes with it and oh, yeah. you know, getting a group. Such fruitful. Yeah. Yeah. I think there'll be such good conversations that come out of it. I was like so enlightened by the word too through the study. Like I thought it didn't have feelings in scripture. I was like, this is going to be impossible to write a Bible study about like feelings in the Bible, but it's just so far from true. Mm -hmm. Like even the old Testament, there's like fire stories in there of like people who felt hurt, who felt lonely, who felt Mm -hmm. sad. And I like learned so, so much. And like, now I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, okay, I can actually relate to these people. I like, it gives you so much more direction in your emotions than you could ever imagine. And there's a lot of humor in the Old Testament. Like if you, I don't know, we're going through the Old Testament church right now. And our pastor is always joking, like, this was actually sarcastic, but we don't read it sarcastic because we don't have the comment or the context. But this is actually supposed to be really yeah. funny. Like, let me put it in today's terms. And everyone's like, wow, like Daniel's got jokes. You know, it's just so funny. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I'm with you. Um, 
This is something you mentioned the last time we hung out on the podcast. Whenever I ask for your favorite things, you said, both of y'all, I think, said that you were loving The Chosen and how, kids, was it you that had a crush on Jesus or like he slid into your Uh, DMs? (laughs) No, I wish. Could you imagine? Okay. Okay. That was my friend. My friend. One of my best friends, <laughs> literally, like, yeah, Jesus slid into her DMs. The character, true. True like, the, like the actor the character. who plays Jesus slid into her DMs. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. But yeah, The Chosen also gives you a good, tangible example to see, like, yeah. how Jesus felt. So I feel so like that good. would be another cool thing for people to do if they're not yet convinced yeah, so that Jesus was pretty emo it's himself, good. but he dealt with emotions perfectly um, because yeah. he's mm-hmm. God and man. Yeah. So... I feel like that that's would be a really cool true. thing for people to go do if they've yet to see it. I love yeah. that. You'll yeah. giggle. That's such a You'll giggle. Yeah. Oh, he's oh funny. Oh, my goodness. He's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Okay, well, with that being said, I do want to hear, what are y'all loving these days that you have to share with the people? I mean, it's been oh. a few years, so hopefully it's it's a oh, new gosh. one. Yes. Wow. I love, what are we wow, loving? Wow. What are we loving? I feel like I have things. I want one for each. Life, yeah, obviously. it doesn't have to be like a shared <laughs> interest. It can be totally your own. Okay. Okay. Totally okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I can tell you one thing. A food. A food. I love it. I feel like everybody gets on their like food trends, you know, like all uh-huh. of a sudden every night you're making the same thing for dinner. Me and Josh have been making, this is so not exciting. I'm going to come up with the second one. Boiled artichokes. <laughs> oh. Like we have them like <laughs> that sounds so gross to me. I, I agree, Rachel. Ew. No. Okay, but I just got to, it literally was the first thing that popped in my head because like, I'm telling you when you say <laughs> we've been loving it, like we've been having it every night. Wait, 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 like literally you just put it on the plate or like, how do you serve this? <laughs> like, what is the presentation? Like, I can't even imagine in my brain what boiled artichokes. Ew, you, uh, you just boil the thing and then you cut it and then you, have you ever eaten artichoke? They're really yummy. Like you peel the each like yeah. leaf off. Yeah. And then a little lemon, a little salt and pepper. It's actually amazing. You got to try it. Oh, wow. I'm going to, yeah. you know what? Maybe okay. I will. There's that. Be like, great. <laughs> hey, it's not the, it's not the strangest thing we've heard. And I'm not judging you one bit. I just like artichoke for some reason. Like that's so I think you might be. I'm not. I probably oh, do not. I, probably do not. <laughs> I don't judge kidding. people's food anymore, period. Because yeah. pregnancy makes you so weird with food. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't even... There's no judgment. It's just so random. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I guess I've never like actually cooked an artichoke confession. I've only think I've had artichokes like prepared on a salad at a restaurant or in spinach artichoke dip. I was going to say, I think I've only had spinach artichoke dip. Yeah. So like <laughs> okay. when you're like an artichoke, I like I'm trying to imagine dip. like the actual veggie in my brain. Yeah. yeah it's weird. You, it's like a yeah. green flower looking Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Yeah. And it has... Yeah, it's a little strange. Yeah. You're going to have to for sure Google how to cook it because there's some <laughs> scissoring that has to happen. See, like, like that's why I'm like... What? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Google. Just that's Google. That's so amazing. Funny. Okay, uh, that's okay, Mac, what are you into? Okay. One thing I'm loving in this season, and I'll go, I'll take the more serious side of the loving side. Okay. Kent gave us spoiled artichokes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which that's was great. We needed that. Thank you, Kent. Yeah. Um, but so like I said, like new new city, new season. And I am kind of loving feeling like a kid again, trying to make friends. Like that is literally what uh 
my husband Tyler and I feel like right now, like it feels like every night we're like doing something and we're like, have to like, we have to give each other pep talks before we walk in the door. We're like, okay, all right, here we go. Let's go. Let's go to this new small group. Let's go to this new ministry thing. Let's go to these people's house that we met one time and know nothing about. And like, it could be a total flop. And we're just kind of like loving it. Like it's, it, it was hard for a season, but now we're entering into the, like, this is kind of fun and hilarious. And we are meeting the most bizarre random people uh-huh. and like, who knows in a year and a half who were like still going to be hanging out with and have deep friendships right. with, you know? So it's just, I'm kind of loving the whole like friend search that we're in right now. It's kind of oh, fun. I love that. We went through a few right. years of that recently, just being in the military and bopping all around the country. Yeah. It was one of those where they, they put on events for like really? military people. Cause I mean, everyone's trying to make a friend. It's like you're at college for yeah. the first time. Yeah. It's like orientation. They have those kind of things or they have like spouses dinners or whatever. And we would do the same. We would like give each other pep dogs. Like you got this. Like <laughs> you got tell this. me, was yes. it awkward? And there's like always a funny story, yes. but also I'm about to admit something that like, I don't think I've talked about publicly. So people are going to, I'm going to be found out. Oh, I'm ready. Um, We have a, we have <laughs> a marital sign language. Where we've made up our own signs so that when we're in public, it's like our like mayday, mayday, like get me the heck out of here. Really? But it's not like, like how awkward is it if you're somewhere you don't want to be and you're like kicking someone under the table? Like we, that's good. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually smart. I'm not going to say what they are that way in case I'm ever in the presence. You ever have to pull them out. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But yeah, we have them and it's so helpful, especially when making new friends because you're like, yeah, like, yeah. hey, like, like I want to stay longer. Like we said, we were going to leave at nine and it's like approaching nine. We have like a sign for like, I'm okay to stay. Oh, uh, so both sides. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like for the good, like, I'm okay. I'm, I feel fine. Thank you for checking in on me. And yeah. we also have yeah. one that's like, help me. <laughs> Get yeah, out. that's good. Um, anyways, oh, wow. really fun. Those are good. We need that. We need that because we're always like miscommunicating. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, I thought you're dying. And he's like, no. And I was like, oh, I read sorry. that so wrong. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Or you're like, Why did you not go? Like we, like we're going to be late or like, I was so tired. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Anyways, yeah, but anybody yeah. listening, like you don't need a spouse to do this. Like, do this with your bestie that you go to all the things with. Because yeah. Christmas parties and everything are coming up. Like, we need that's good. We need like some yes. communication. You need a wink, man. Yes. Always we need an exit strategy. <laughs> yes. Always. Yeah. And also, shameless yeah. plug. We have an episode. Well, today that we're recording it, it just went live. But um, when people listen to this, they can go back and listen. But it's all about making friends as an adult with a friendship educator Ooh. and licensed therapist. And it is like really good. Wait, yeah. I'm going to force Tyler to listen. We're going to listen and it's going to be so yeah. great. I'll send you my notes. Yeah, please do. For when we make friends. <laughs> yeah, That's amazing. Um, adult friends just hits different. It's like it so super <laughs> weird. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so she kind of like yeah. chats about all the things, how to make them and like friendship breakups and how do you figure mm-hmm. out where you stand? And like, if you have friendships that you're uh, like, oh, yeah. I want to go deeper. She's got this really cool thing called the friendship deck. She's in um, Charleston, South Carolina. But anyways, it's this like card game you can play with your friends to ask them I questions love. for good wow. Anyways. Oh my gosh, I love I'm that. Done. That's my shameless plug. So <laughs> um, great, great episode. Yes. We'll put in the show notes. But y'all. I want you to tell us people 
Where can they find things about Delight if they're a student or they don't have a chapter and want to start one? Where can they find For the Girl? And then where can they purchase the Bible study and get a group together to do this? Yes. Okay. So delight, <laughs> delightministries.com. And then on Instagram, it's at delight ministries. And yes, if you're in college and you're needing community, you have to head to our website, check out and see if we have a chapter on your campus. And if not, you should consider yes. starting a delight and bringing that community to your campus. We're always looking for leaders who, who want to do that and who want to just have a space uh, where they can just find other women who are chasing hard after the heart of Jesus. And it's like the most incredible community. It changed my life 10 years ago and just have gotten to see it honestly changed thousands of other women's lives and women just falling in love with Jesus in college. So we are number one delight fans for all of life. Uh, and then for the girl, our podcast, it's called for the girl everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, we always laugh. Our Instagram is for the girl followed by underscore, <laughs> underscore, underscore. <laughs> and now we just embrace it. Like that's just our, that's who we are for the girl, three underscores. Um, yeah. And then uh, the Bible study. So you can get the Bible study at either for the girl.com or lifeway.com. And yeah. it also has a companion devotional called for when I'm in my feels. That is just a great daily resource for you to uh, kind of explore some of those nuanced versions of feeling. So um, hurt can be brokenheartedness. It can be rejection. It can be offense. It can be so many different versions of hurt. And so it explores kind of all the different nuanced versions of each feeling. And yeah, we actually are just started a series to go with In My Feels on our podcast where we're walking through each of the core emotions. So you can check that out too. Amazing. So, yes. Well, y'all rock. All this has been so fun for me to sit down with girls so fun for us talk about life <laughs> talk about feelings and just be mad oh, oh, yeah. i could do it all day all day long yeah <laughs> my part two <laughs> coming soon just kidding <laughs> but uh, it's fun to be on podcasts well with other podcasters uh -huh. because it's just like Easy. you know you just relax and yeah. hang out and do the thing and we're all used blah, to just blah, blabbing blah. on <laughs> Yeah. Well, I've so enjoyed it. Y'all are so much fun. Y'all are so easy to talk to. And for real, friends that are listening that are just as obsessed with y'all as I am, I'm sure are going to pop over. But in case y'all are wondering, we'll have all the things we talked about in today's show notes and more. So make sure to check out BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. Thanks, friends. You rock. This episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast has ended. But be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.